Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. <clears throat> do you like my username? I do. Do you want to tell the people? Uh, yes, I do. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's called impeachment articles. <laughs> that is not the topic of our discussion tonight, but yeah, they deserve to be highlighted. I think they do too. Welcome to A and E podcast. This is episode number three, right? Yep, number three. It's going by fast. Are you having I'm- fun? I am. It's a lot of fun. So, how you been? How was your week? How's life? Uh, it was fine. Just busy. We're supposed to record this weekend, but I think after thing came coming up, so here we are. Okay. Okay. So, otherwise, you had a good week, right? Yep. Last week, anyways. All right, so what's the topic for today? We are talking about The View. Yep, we are talking about The View. Um, and yeah, um, so let's just start. Um, my first question to you is, um, when did you start watching The View? When did I start watching The View? Uh, I want to say 2016. Yeah, I think 2016. Because it was trending on Twitter one day because they're going to an argument at the table about something. And so I started watching like the, um, some of the discussions. I mean, I used to watch like the guest interviews. Like I used to watch the guest interviews mainly, but then in 2016 when I started watching like the political conversations I used to, used to have. How about you? I started watching it... That's a good question. Even though I read the questions, I never really thought about it. But I believe I started watching it when I was in undergrad. So I think around the same time you did. I started watching when Jedediah was on The View, seriously. And when did Megan start The View? Uh, 2017? I think that, yeah, I think I was watching The View 2016 around the same time you did. But you said that you watched it when Megan was on, right? Yeah, I mean, I watched a little bit of Jeopardy too. Um, but I was watching it when Megan King was on. But I used to watch it for just like the guest interview and stuff. Okay. So I think I was also maybe earliest is 2015, but that's pushing it. Most likely 2016. It doesn't feel like that long ago, but yeah. So when Jedediah was, and I'm I'm butchering her name, but I love her name, by the way. I kind of want to call my kid Jedediah. It's a cute name. It's actually a guy name. Is it? I didn't know that. She actually talked about how it's a guy name. It's actually a biblical name. It's a guy name. And her parents give her a dude name, but it works out. Not that there's anything like a dude or a guy or girl name, you know. Uh, you know, we shouldn't place in boxes genders, but um, I love the name. All right. And so my next question is, why do you love The View? I love The View because I like listening to women talk, just the way we're talking. I love hearing women's perspective I think women have just a level of women are passionate. We're passionate people. Not to say men are not passionate, but there's 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 just an indefiniteness, and that's not a word, but you get what I'm saying. Or when when women really love something, we really are passionate about it. We research it deeply. Um, we express ourselves in such a way that you feel our emotions. I just like seeing women's perspective and all the women on The View are fabulous. They come from diverse backgrounds and perspectives. They're not necessarily political contributors. Some are professionals in different industries. You know, you have Whoopi who's an actress, you have Joy who's a comedian, but they they represent, I think America represents diverse perspectives and people was coming with different 
um, experienced it, but have an interest in politics, just like you and me. We're not political contributors, but we have an interest. So that's why I love The View. One reason why I love The View. What about you? Um, Yeah, I think I like The View too, because it's, I don't know, you don't see a lot of places where women are just, you know, discussing and arguing passionately about certain things. And I think it's okay for women to be passionate. I think some of the stuff that's written about the view like, that they're catty and whatever is like extremely stupid and kind of sexist. Like they're just arguing like men would. Like I'm sure that they all seem like they're friends behind the scenes. So. Yeah. Okay. So let's go into the next question. Um, well, actually, I, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think Megan and Joy are friends in real life. Do you? I like. I would like to think they are, but I mean, I. I mean, she could not be. They could not be friends. With them. Also, I don't know how to say for sure. Obviously, because you don't look into their personal lives. But I, I, I don't think they're friends. Behind. I mean, they argue on stage, sure, but I'm sure they're friends behind. I mean, they've stated some publicly several times that they've been like that they're friendly behind stage, backstage and stuff. So I'm sure they're at least friendly. I mean, I'm sure they're not like best best friends, but I think you I think you hit on it because it's one of the things where you have a coworker who, you know, there have you had the experience of like classmates or coworkers where you wouldn't be friends with them in real life if it were not for the class if we were not for the job. Like you're tolerating each other for the sake of you share a component of your life with them by mandatory, not by choice. So you have to get along. I don't think they like each other necessarily. I think Megan had okay, so I'm getting into a different topic, maybe personalities, but um yeah, just just my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, I mean I think that could be true also. I mean, I think that if they generally didn't at least like each other, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't be on TV together. So I'm sure their relationship itself is fine because it was really that bad and toxic. Like it seems something I think they wouldn't be able to work with each other. So I'm sure they're at least have mutual respect for each other. Have you had experience of having a class or working with someone who you just really can't stand them, but you figure out a way to like them for the sake of you share a class with them, you're in a group project with them, or you're working with them? Um, I actually haven't had that experience, I would say. Most people I work with and um, women class or people I either knew from before and were already friends or like people I didn't know and I just got to meet them through the class. So I never had that experience before. Have you? I oh, I definitely have. <laughs> okay. I definitely have. But, you know, I will say this about me. We should probably do an episode on, like, psychoanalysis and stuff. I'm pretty good at figuring out the reason why people give out mean energy or direct certain types of negative energy towards people. It all comes from insecurity, right? So my experiences right. have been people that, yeah, were pretty demeaning, um, not very pleasant to be around, and I just had to get along, just to get along, you know. So I, you know, realized that the reason they were doing it wasn't truly about me, but about their own insecurities and issues. And I think once you have that perspective, it makes it easier, but it still sucks. You know, it's it's kind of sucky being around people who aren't at least trying to be welcoming. Not that everyone should be like, we should all be genuine. We should all be genuine about how we want to express ourselves to people. But I don't know. It's just my experience. So I could imagine being a co-worker with, with Megan. Because we also follow this lady on YouTube called um, My View on the View, and she gives a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff about the view. And apparently Megan is super unbearable behind the scenes. Like, she's kind of mean to the stuff, to the staff at times. Um, yeah, I watched that video. That was a little bit surprising. So I don't know what it'd be like to work with someone who, in public, seems a certain way, but behind the scene again, 
allegedly we don't want to get sued we're just two little kids <laughs> two people just enjoying speaking of mine so this is allegedly megan we don't know you um you seem yeah, like a nice person. It's all, yeah. it's all alleged, and we're just repeating verbatim. You could be a very nice person, um, and you seem like a nice person. That would be that would be hard. Anyways, um, yeah. Do you have anything else to say before we move on to the next topic? Um, no, I think. Yeah, I think next we can talk about. Who do you like best in the view? I think I know your answer, but I'm gonna wait and see oh. what you say. So let's answer for each other. So. Who do you think I'll, first of all, tell me who you think I like, and I'll tell you who I think you like, and then we'll, we'll actually reveal answers. I think you like most of them, but I think your favorite is Sunny, is it not? Your mind reader. <laughs> well, yeah, I would say Sunny, yeah. Um, and I think I know why you think it's Sunny. I think you... I'm tied between... Megan and Anna, maybe. Oh, those are both good. Um, I actually like Sarah a lot. So yes, you, you like Sarah because she's she she tries the best to give all points of view. Actually, that doesn't surprise yeah, me. I like Sarah because I think out of all, like in terms of like who I view with the most, like I like her. I like Kostovsky, but like in terms of view with the most politically on that show, it's Sarah. Yeah, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. I yeah, you're on point. I like Sunny. Um, I like Sunny because I mean, I'm being biased. She's she's a lawyer, and I'm on my way to become a lawyer too. But I just like how she researches stuff at times. I mean, you know, at times she's she's a researcher. You know, I love people who, and they all do that, um, with the exception of a few people here and there. You can tell that the research isn't as in depth. But right. I just love how she's the person who you know will come in with the facts and should support her information with the facts. With the facts, <laughs> excuse me, because uh, yeah, we like just like when people um, don't have as much assumptions. I mean, come in with assumptions. Uh, the only thing I don't like about Sunny sometimes is I'm a little bit like you. Um, I definitely have very strong political views. I'm progressive. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not as centrist or as moderate as you independent, but I like to at least express independent views for the sake of meeting people halfway and seeing all, all points, right. All directions, even if it's not where I am. So I wish Sunny at times would, I mean, she tries her best, but sometimes she can be a bit hardline. That's what I think at times. Um, that's just my view. I don't know. What do you think? Do you agree? Um, yeah, I agree a little bit on that, but I think I would say that more about Joy, actually. I think Joy is a bit, like, hardline in her views, and I think Megan is hardline in her views. I think that's where I, like, out of, out of all of them, I probably, it's not that I dislike, like, they both are really funny at times, I think they both are good at getting their points out, but I think sometimes, um, they both get too rigid in their, uh, views to see that one other person is actually a good point like i'm thinking about the example when um they were talking about how covid is being politicized and um like because the black Lives matter rallies are happening but then people were getting um but then the trump Tulsa rally was happening too and then uh, it was like making the, the point of like why is it okay for this one or not that one like we shouldn't be going to any i don't think we should be doing any rallying or protests right now at all because we could all get sick and you know this COVID thing is still a thing but Joy was just like well they're all wearing masks it's fine but like that's actually a good point though like I'm not saying the Black Lives Matter protests weren't good but also like it was a risk like they were outside they were I mean they were wearing masks but it was still a pretty high risk to get COVID now it's their choice to go to the protests obviously like you could protect whatever you want in this country but like it was still obviously a risk yeah yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a really good point. But in, let me argue with you a little bit. Respectfully argue. It okay. it doesn't surprise you when it comes from joy or, and I don't want you to agree with me. It doesn't surprise me that they're pretty polar. They have pretty um, they have pretty like extreme not extreme views, but they have pretty um, they they're very. 
you know what I'm trying to say? They have a one-sided. It doesn't surprise me that they, they're pretty... They're very partisan. They're very partisan. Thank you for the term. It doesn't surprise me that they're very partisans. You kind of need those people on the show. You need partisan people on the show. And then you need the people in the middle, like Sarah, to kind of balance it out. So it doesn't surprise me when it's coming from Joy and Megan, because that's kind of the role they're supposed to play, especially Megan. She's supposed to be the Republican, the conservative, the person who pushes back at you know, everyone else's liberal views. So I don't, I expect that from them. The reason I brought up Sonny is because Sonny doesn't have to be partisan. She's not expected to fit a partisan role on the show. She's definitely supposed to be the legal mind and she's supposed to be the scholar mind. So I expected her to be a little bit more neutral at times and she is most of the time it's just at times i feel like i'm like okay sonny you're really sticking to your guns i don't know if you're doing that for entertainment sake or so do you know what i'm trying to say it doesn't surprise me from yeah, joy no, I, see what, I see what you're saying yeah no i think sonny is hired as like their legal correspondent or something for nbc so she's supposed to have like um supposed to have like a a neutral view while megan is hired as a conservative political commentators that's her role is to be conservative but like yeah I mean I think um I see your point about like your you should expect it from them but like sometimes I just get like tired of it <laughs> like you know what I mean I'm like okay yeah. we get it like like we get that you like that's I like it's good tv I'm not gonna imagine that it's good tv and that's why I keep watching personally because like it's fun to see them argue yeah but like at times I'm just like, okay, this should not like some of the, some of their arguments and disagreements are very valid, but some of this like, is this really a disagreement? Like, there's a times I'm like, you're both right though, but just in different ways. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm just kind of like it sometimes just gets tiresome, I guess, to me, because like I don't know, I just don't like all the political fighting right now, and like oh, she can all kind of just come together a little bit. <laughs> but it's hard. I think it's really hard to do that with Trump and. Some of us, if not all of us, are some of the supporters because some of the supporters can tend to be so loud and out there. Yeah. And it's just so hard to get them to come, like, see the other point of view sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And the one thing I don't know is how it used to be, like, before Trump era. Because I think when I started watching Jedediah was when the Trump movement maybe was beginning. I don't know. Or maybe when there's a lot of... Because towards the end of the Obama presidency, that's when the Trump era was picking up and there was such this growing um, unappreciation and unhappiness with Obama's frustration. So it wasn't Trump MAGA at that time, but it was more like anti-Obama movement happening, right? There was, this, there was a sense where people were just like, oh, we need, we're tired of these progressives and liberals or Democrats, whatever. We need more, someone who's more of a nationalist, right? And then Trump came in and scooped up. So I think that was when there was levels of heated debate, but I'm trying to look back at, because to me, I'm like, what do people used to argue about before Trump, right? Because Trump was so polarizing. I'm like, what did it used to be like? But I think I just eclipse of when they used to argue about Bush and the war in Iraq. So I don't know. Do you, you know what I'm trying to say? It's kind of like hard to imagine life before Trump because how did, what did people used to argue about? But people used to complain, I guess, about Obama policies and <coughs> Iraq, sorry. Yeah, I get what you're trying to say. I think... Um... Um, at least, but before, at least it was about specific policies. And like where I think um, I actually like not respect the Republicans, but or I respect all Republicans, but like where I like actually was like, oh, okay, wow, was that they didn't, I don't think any Republicans ever like attacked Obama personally. Of course, there was a few that called Michelle Obama like a man and like a monkey, and I was like, what? That's what? That was ridiculous. And like the whole birther thing too was also ridiculous. But I think um, most of the conservative, because I remember when they talked about Obama was like they agreed with some, disagreed with some of his policies and like we could debate policies and not the person. 
specifically in the White House. And then Trump came and they all just were like, well, it's all Trump or nothing now, basically. Like, that's all we argue about now. Like, before we started with like, specific things, like the Iraq War, Bush's policies, you know, gay marriage, whether it's illegal or not, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I still watched the clip of uh, Rosie O'Donnell and Elizabeth Hasselbeck fighting about the Iraq War, and just, to this day, it's chilling. Cause I'm like, how these two people are on TV with such different news still boggles my mind. Yeah, Elizabeth was annoying, though. I'm not saying Rosie was a walk in the park, but Elizabeth, ugh. let me not disrespect anyone. Again, just my opinion, not a, an assessment of her character. Yeah, like disclaimer, we don't mean disrespect anyone, we just our opinions. You can like, yeah, <laughs> just as a viewer watching her, right, she wasn't really my favorite. Um, she just did, I didn't relate to her, she didn't seem relatable to me. So I think the problem I had with that disagreement too specifically not to go back, not to go back so many years was that um, I think somehow it went from the Iraq war to how the media portrays Rosie O'Donnell's and Little Hasselbeck's fights. And I was just like, what does that have to do with the Iraq war? <laughs> yeah, that is true. Anyways, but yeah, they're interesting. They're really great. There's been some great, um, there's been some great um, hosts on the show. Speaking of that, kind of segueing, who do you dislike? Does it be current or going to be any host before? Any before you can you can do current, you can do before, you can just do before. It's up to you. Um, I think if I was watching at the time, I think I would have liked. I think I would have disliked. Little Tassa back a lot just because from the clips I've seen of her, she seems really like, and even when she came back, like on the view, like, um, as a guest or like a guest host, she seemed she still seems like too preachy. And like, I and not not just about any Catholic decorations or whatever religion you are, but like, it seemed like she would like push your. Push like her own down her tear down a little bit. At least I think what the thing I like about Megan is really not my favorite. I think she needs, I think sometimes I wish she would um, come to the middle a little bit, but I think at least what Megan does is like she, I think she's a better way of talking about her politics than Elizabeth did personally. Yeah, I think uh, the thing about Megan, she's at least in your face. She's genuine. You don't, even though she's she can be annoying when she's screaming at your face, or she gets, um, or she reacts in a certain way. Um, she's real. You sense that there's a realness about that, right? You may not agree with it. It may um, vex you that she is so stuck or gun ho to um, a certain type of view, but she's authentic in it. And that was the issue with Elizabeth. She seemed very inauthentic. She seemed like you just can't relate. She seemed like she was putting on a facade. Um, and I think pe- people want genuine, people want to be, people want to genuinely connect to the people they watch on TV, right? They want to feel like this is who they are. Even if I disagree with them, this is who they are. And I never really got that from Elizabeth. It seemed like a facade or, um, yeah, that's just why, that's what, that's my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and yes, she was too preachy. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, didn't like her. I love Bidadaya, but she she wasn't entertaining enough. You know, it's just hard, man. It's hard being on those shows because you have to both have substance, but you also have to be entertaining. And Megan is bringing the entertainment to an extent, but sometimes she lacks the substance. Um, And what's going to be interesting, I don't know if you know this, but The View had its highest rates during her maternal leave. And and people are saying, yeah, it's obviously because of like the inauguration, but it was even before and after inauguration, uh, the ratings were pretty high. So, you know, she's... And people used to think in the past was because of her arguments and tantrums, but she's not like her arguments might not necessarily connect with the audience because if the ratings go down, it's going to be interesting.
Yeah, no, I think she gets those yeah. ratings. So. so let's move on to the next one. Um, what is your best memory or best segment regarding the view? Uh, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, there for one, obviously. Um, but that's not a current one. The more current one I remember right now is um, like my best favorite segment of memory. I think there was like a segment where um. Rudy Giuliani was, um, they were talking about how Rudy Giuliani said he wouldn't respect um, a porn star when the whole Stormy Daniels thing was happening. And like, Megan came out with like a list of all the awful things that he's done. <laughs> and like, I, th- I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I also thought it was really funny when um, they talked about immigration in the segment and somehow Tommy Laren came up and Sunny came up with like a list of like her, like all the horrible things she's done too. <laughs> I think when they come out with like, like you like could see like they lived with the car and just waiting right off the car like all the fact that they like came prepared with, <laughs> to to like shade somebody on the show, and I just like watching them like, I just like it when like they all like are just can chill and have fun like I like all the funny segments like when they talk about like, um like partners or their children or yeah. like uh, the, the the political segments are great and like those are important obviously talk about like all the policies that are going on and. With the Trump era and now Biden, um, and I'm actually I'm actually kind of glad that Megan and like is there now in the Biden term because I think there was a little just be like a Biden fan show, honestly, instead of like uh some like real question with Biden, like some um like and instead of like some disagreements with Biden, I wish they would put like more progressive person on there more than even Joy, just because like. Because they have like some real problems with Biden right now, because he's not doing enough in terms of student loan and stuff like that. But um, I guess we'll see. It's also, but it's also interesting that they never had like a very progressive person or like a very Republican, person, like a Trump supporter type person. But I think if they had a Trump supporter, then Joy would walk, which would I think ruin the show's dynamic. So it's kind of funny to see how like extreme they, how like that she like people on that show are not too extreme but they just have to try to explain the parts of their party because like I think both parties have some extreme elements right now in terms of the democratic socialism and then obviously the right wing and that whole mess of the Trump like core Trump base yeah you know I love 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 the idea of having a progressive person that is so cool Um, for the purpose of like probably that is going to be a demographic that's going to be really on 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 Biden's like tail like really on him the progressives and they are currently and we are currently on him um, obviously I think we need to give him more space and time but um, yeah that's actually a really good idea I would love to see like a progressive more progressive than Joy I would love to see Anna Roisman. Sorry, if I did look Anna Roisman from TYT on there. Yes, uh, Anna Caspin or Anna. Is that same? Okay. Uh, what's her name? It's a Caspin. The one that's always on. There I think it's Anna Caspin. Yeah. Yo. Well, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, she and Megan used to be like good. No, friends. I don't believe that. No, like, I'm not good ones. Like, they used to, like, Megan was on TYT. But here's the thing Megan, what still surprises me because I'm like, they made so many clips when she spun the view about things she said that they disagree with and, like, kind of made fun of her a little bit. I was like, oh, I want you guys at least friendly when you, she was on your show. Here's the thing Megan has really changed over the years. So, Megan, when she was younger in her 20s, was more open to going on platforms that disagreed with her, um, with her views, because she was like the young Republican that had more progressive views, even though she's still very much Republican in a lot of concepts. Like, you know, even till this day, as you know, she believes in 
rightfully so, um, same-sex marriage, you know, all of that. So she had some views that Democrats could connect with. But, uh, okay, I don't want to talk about people's personal lives. I don't know if it's the influence of her husband. And, again, this is just my own personal view because he's more – he's super right from what I've heard. Like, she's just become more – she just seems to be uncomfortable – she seems to be more uncomfortable than she was back in the days with being on platforms where people disagree with her. And she seems to have been become even more conservative than she was before, which is normal, I guess, the older you get. Because she used to go on older shows. She used to go on Wendy. She used to go on, as you said, TYT. But something changed. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. That's just my opinion. Well, I think the thing is, too, is that she used to work at Fox, right? And I think... I don't think she's a very hard right person. So I think she probably had a lot of screaming to the people at, that she worked with at Fox. And so going on though, she was able to like at least express kind of her brand of conservatism. But then I think when she came to ABC, I would assume she probably felt a little bit defensive being the only Republican. I'm mean, like, if I was like, I mean, obviously I consider myself independent and we're gonna talk, we should talk about political, how we changed politically over the years but because i wanted to hear your story too because you were next next episode (laughs) next episode so um but i think as an independent i can like you know there's like as a independent like i'm pro-choice which is which is the democratic party value but i'm also for maybe less government the democrats would want i'm also more i don't believe in um banning air 15 which is more of a conservative belief so I feel like I have like a mix of views. Like I don't feel enough of a Democrat or feel enough of a conservative. But I think she being the conservative on that show has a... And she's also going to try to defend Trump supporters, which he's not. Which I assume that would be a hard job to defend people that you like vehemently disagree with. Especially like after Trump, but after her dad so much. And plus throughout the four or five years she's been on the show, she's like been through so much that she yeah. lost her dad. Her dad at cancer, she lost her dad. She like... She got pregnant. She had a miscarriage, got pregnant again, had a child. So like, I think she's like been through quite a bit. Not that like that excuses the way she acts on the show sometimes. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's just strange. Like from the mega, because I really remember her, because I even remember when I was an undergrad and I had this super progressive professor and he. That was when I started, you know, agreeing with some conservative policies and I would express that to him and he would find it so surprising. But when I, the one conservative that I mentioned to him that um, said I liked at that time was Megan McCain, he was like, yeah, you know what, she's, she's, she, I kind of like her. She's, she's much more moderate as a conservative and has a lot more progressive views and, you know, seems to be open to going on platforms that disagree with her or can find ways to connect with Democrats. But she's not, I don't know, something changed. Maybe just like you said, life. Just life, right? Experiences in life. So. But I think also she doesn't have to try to connect with Democrats on that show because people that are Demo- Democrats can connect with Joy or, you know, connect with even Sunny or Sarah more than they connect with her. I think she is specifically there to connect with. Yeah, you make a point. Like that's like you that make is a point. her job. Like outside, like outside, like on social media and other interviews, like that I've seen ever since she's been on the View. She's at least to me, she seems she still seems very open. That's true. Just seeing what I think her views have definitely hardened, and she's become more right than I think she wants to admit. I think she tries to still think that she's modern, but I think she's still very hard, right? And. That could also, I think I agree with you on the husband. Like, it could be her husband. I don't know, I'm just for sure. I'm not going to confirm anything nor deny yeah. that. But <laughs> I think, um, you know, as you grow old, she said as you grow older, she became more conservative on, a, on an episode. Ah. So, like, her views are probably definitely hard. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I totally agree with your views. Your views. So, what are some changes you like to see on The View? As a viewer, um, some changes. I actually think the view is perfect the way it is right now. 
Like, I love these five women together. I think they're... Like, I didn't like when Abby Huntsman was there, honestly. Because I think she was trying a little bit too hard to be both sides and be independent. But, like, Sarah is generally independent, Mm -hmm. I feel like. And I think Abby is kind of conservative, but, like, doesn't want to admit that she's conservative in a weird... in In a weird way. But I think one thing Abby said I did like was that she's more conservative in the role of government and like how we should be spending government money, but she's more democratic and like social issues like in terms of being pro choice and gay marriage. So like on that, like I felt like her um on that a little bit, but I think um I think Sarah did a better job of trying to represent both sides. Yeah. I agree with Avery forgot about Abby. Um I would say this is really pretty. I mean it's very superficial made by Salah. Seeing her doing makeup and her clothes, and also Abby would say the most random things that would be like, I'd be like, why? Like she has like the funniest childhood stories, and it's like how, like you see. Well, so she grew calm. up pretty sheltered, right? From what I remember, she was pretty grew up in a very. Yeah, she has like she said she said at one point that she had like fifty two first cousins. Yeah, she's Holy from crap. And she's I thought from I Utah. Utah. She grew up. Um, uh, Mormon family, Mormon background, but not to say that that necessarily means you're sheltered or conservative, but I think she was a bit conservative. Uh, well, not conservative. She was sheltered a bit growing up. But but that's here's the thing, though. Her, I will say this. I think people shouldn't have lambasted her as much because the views she expressed is the views of a lot of people. And there are... Oh, no. That, I definitely, like, her views are... Like, in terms of views, I, like, I, in terms of at least, most times I did actually be with her, I think people gave her a lot of unnecessary flack for trying to play both sides. I'm just, like, I don't get why, like, it just seems like we lost all, like, we don't want to this podcast because, like, we at least both have some nuance, but I feel like nuance has been completely True. gone. <laughs> like, I don't know where it went, but it needs True. to come back. Facts. No, I, I agree with you. It, it, it nuance was completely left. But what I was gonna say is her naivety is I mean it's it's it's, it's partly naivety, it's partly trying to like you say, uh be civil and not upset people's views, like knowing that her views might be in the minority, so she didn't want to like, like um hurt people. And I've heard I've had those type of conversations with so many people. Um, so she definitely represented some demographic, definitely a demographic. But unfortunately, I guess for the aspect of TV, that's more like polite society that you can express the views that she expressed. But in TV, you kind of have to be straightforward and, yeah, and, and I have some type of view. But she was interesting. She was interesting. I think her dad would have been interesting as a host. I wish she guest hosted a couple of times. I would. I wanted to learn more about her dad. He seemed pretty interesting. Her dad has an had an interesting job in the Trump um, administration. The Trump uh, administration because he was the ambassador of Russia. Yeah. And there was, like, a lot of stuff that happened between Trump and Russia and Trump and Putin specifically that, like, I wish we could have gotten his opinion, like, on all that stuff that happened. Obviously, after, like, he quit and decided to present it again, but um, yeah, like, Congress. That would have been great. Um, I wish I could have gotten his perspective on all that because he was, like, obviously there in the middle of it and everything. So. Yeah, that would have been interesting. And then he quit, and I think, did he end up becoming governor of Utah? Because he was running a campaign. Did he win? Let me Google real fast. Who's the governor of Utah? Really? No, Did you follow up why? Was it like a close? Was it a close? I think it was close. I, I think Abby posted about saying that it was um close, but like he didn't end up winning or something. I think the issue was with Republicans like an SE Cup. Well, not that she's a politician, but like she's a commentator. Or like people like um, a Jeff Flake or like any moderate Republican. I think the problem was they either all got prime they they all got primaried by full Trump. Yeah. And so hence they lost. 
because Trump took over that Republican Party. <laughs> so I'm reading on his Wikipedia that he lost to the lieutenant governor who became the governor. A Republican. So he, yeah, he was primary oh, by okay. the lieutenant governor in a Republican primary to the lieutenant governor at that time. And I'm curious if is it was a lieutenant governor Trumper? That's interesting. I have to Google. I have no idea. I mean, I'm, I don't know specifically about right. that example, but I know there were many examples of <coughs> moderate Republicans being primaried by Republicans. Yeah. Well, he's, he's definitely a longtime politician. So while mm-hmm. you're doing, let me ask you the next question while I quickly read about him um, and, and come up with an answer about whether, uh, what I just asked. What are, your thoughts on, what are your views on other copycat shows or similar shows like The Talk or whatever? What makes them not as interesting? Have you checked them out? Like, what's your general perspective on other copycat shows or shows like? Um, I personally don't watch The Talk. Um, I just never got into it. I do watch The Real. I don't know if you watched that before. What show? I the did. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm trying to find a more polite way to say it. Yeah. Um, I just don't connect with them. I just don't. The topics are not... The topics are more like pop culture topics, which are fine, but... I mean, and I do watch yeah. pop culture shows. Like, I watch Wendy. I watch clips of, like, e-news. I do like pop culture, obviously. I actually spend way too much time learning stuff about pop culture. I'm always in the shade room. <laughs> but, like, there's just something about the way mm. they present it that's unappealing to me. It seems to... It doesn't seem genuine. There's just an authenticity to the view that other shows have had a hard time re- copying. Like, the women in the view, even if they're arguing with each other and it's sometimes hard to watch, it's authentic. The other shows, it just feels too forced. Like, I can't watch them. I've tried. It just doesn't appeal to me. I think what makes the view um, a lot, like, like, a lot better than some of the other um quote unquote copycat shows is that those women don't agree on everything. And that's okay. Yeah. Like most of the time I feel like when you see those shows, it's all them just like agreeing. And like that's fine. Yeah. You can all agree on something too. But like I like that the like it's okay to disagree. Like I don't know when disagreement became a bad thing. Like, not all Republicans are fascist, racist. Not all Democrats are socialist, communist. Like, there is a right. thing called the middle. That I'm sure most people are in. Yep. Right. Like, I I just don't, like, you don't, and also I don't know when this rule came about that we have to agree on every single thing. I don't know when that started happening or when you started policing. I think social media ruined all the That's a whole honest. topic, girl. Because that's kind of what that's basically what it we really talked is. about with the capital siege. We've all become quite polarized in our views. Social media hasn't helped. But yes, I agree with you. We want our talk shows to give us different perspectives, right? Even with pop culture. Even with pop culture, I want different perspectives. And I don't know. I just don't get that from those shows. I really don't. I've tried. And I told you I had one story. With what really put me off with the talk is you never know who's watching and the impression you give. But there was an episode of the talk where I don't know what her last name is, but Aisha, do you know what's her last name? Aisha something. She was on the talk, one of the hosts on the talk. I. Aisha, Curry. no Aisha Curry. She no. she was on the she was on she was a host on the Aisha. She used to be like a is she a model. Aisha Tyler. I want to Google this right now. Aisha Tyler used to oh, be Aisha. an okay, actress, and I think she was also like a model or something. Then she ended up being 
Yeah, I've so never I'm heard of her, but, okay. but she was one of the main hosts on the on the talk since forever. And I remember being gotcha. a little girl in Africa, watching the talk. It was syndicated, and um, we had pretty recent episodes. And she, I don't know what the topic was, but something connected to Africa. And she made this comment, and that was before people were way more sensitive to being politically correct about how, and this is just based on my memory, just basically laughing at some type of stereotype, something about toys and how, you know, she can imagine, you know, just young African kids. You know, there's this image of like African kids playing with um, uh, tire parts with a stick, you know, running around playing. Have you ever seen that image, tire parts, walking with a stick? So it's just something very, it was just a comment that hurt me because it was something about like the stereotype of um, of poverty in Africa. And I'm watching it and I was just like, I'm literally, I told myself, because I think I was really interested in talk shows even there because I used to watch a lot of, I watched a lot of opera. Opera's number one fan, um, just like everyone else at that time. For me, growing up in the Oprah was, um, Oprah was, yeah, she everything. So I actually was actually trying to check out the talk because I was a kid, so the view was above my pay grade, so the talk was a little bit more ascertainable. And she said that comment, and I was like, I am never watching the talk again. I never have. (laughs) Like I've tried watching clips here and there because it offended me. I was extremely offended. That was years ago again, before people. Comments like that wouldn't fly now, and it's not politically correct. But people, you know, didn't care and didn't become an issue whatsoever. But there was this little girl from Africa listening, so that really hurt me. And I've watched clips here and there since then, but only care when they're in the news for some controversy. But they don't give me the substance. That's all. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, yeah. No, I think. So on ending on a really cool note, um, well, second to last is what is important, what do you think is important to hear women's voices? I think it's important to hear women's voices because they, I think women have a whole different perspective I think that men might, that men might or might not have. And I think America's becoming diverse. Half the spo- there's uh, half the population in this country is women uh, for a reason, and all all of us are very different and think very differently. So, I think the more women you can get into Congress and in political politics on either side, I think yeah would be great. Yeah, I mean we are the majority, right, in the world. Yeah, that's a in the world. Women, I think yeah. women are majority. So it's important our our voices are heard, and um, yeah, I agree. It's just it's just entertaining. Have you ever watched a talk show of just guys? I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever watched a talk show with just guys. Maybe once. I have not. You know what it would be? Sports shows. Yeah, I don't really watch sports shows, so that that's. I mean, they're good at sports shows when guys. But it's funny is a lot more women are getting into sports shows, and I actually really enjoy seeing even women as sports commentators. Like when I'm hanging out with my brother, um, he always has sports on, and it's kind of cool. I kind of get an interest when I it's a woman speaking because it's again something about when women present information is just, I don't know, it's just something, it just makes it more interesting. I don't know. I'm just biased, I guess. I'm just being biased. I I, I know. I just don't like sports in general. (laughs) Like I don't really follow any sports, whether it's a woman or a man, to be honest. I watch the only, like I watch a few football games here and there. Like when my my dad loves football. um, So I watch him sometimes. I mean, I'm definitely like, the one that probably watches him, like, like after my dad, probably like, because my family <clears throat> is all girls except my dad. And so, like, out of all the girls in my house, it's probably just, cause it's just me, my sister, and my mom. So, like, out of all of us, I probably, like, understand sports. I'm just not a huge fan of what. Like, people confuse me still. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Like, I know there's touchdowns. 
Like, I've watched Super Bowl, that's about it, and I only really watched... And the halftime show. But, uh... <laughs> and the halftime show. But football, I think, you know, I, a lot of women are into it. There's, like, a lot of women coaches now, which I think is great. I think... I love watching women basket- women's basketball. I think that's pretty... You know, it's interesting. So. I was a communication major uh, in undergrad, and we had to film sports. And it, I had to take this class where part of learning digital communications it was a lot of like filming um and i had to like film sports games so i kind of had to learn a little bit of the rules but till this day i think i filmed like so many games like maybe 50 right games 50 plus um in my four year span and i still don't Mm. understand the game to this day I think I just didn't want to. So I'd just be like, where am I supposed to point the camera? Okay. <laughs> okay. So I think as soon as I like graduated, I just purposely forgot all the rules. <laughs> so um, I feel you when it comes to that. So let's end on a strong note. Tell me about any interesting shows you watched this week or anything just in general you've watched that sparked your interest and I'll share mine and we'll, we'll close up the podcast so anything interesting um anything interesting um i started boo. i haven't gotten to finish it yet but yeah that's been pretty i said boo you need to finish it i know hate me i know i keep meaning to i, I keep like i like to so but yeah no it's pretty good it's like you i like i like we described it when you're talking to you about it talking to me about it it was like the mix of a uh, kind of part of this and uh gossip girl but I've actually been listening to a lot of other podcasts. I've been listening to um, uh, Pants of Politics, which I love. It's like it's like kind of like how we do politics. It's like two minutes talking about politics. Oh. And it's been great. Um, I also love... Uh, um, I've also been watching a lot of... Listening to a lot of Positive, uh-huh. Positive America and Pots Save the World. And a lot of Left, Right, and Center, which is a good kind of debating podcast. But uh, yeah, I did finish Bridgerton. I also am waiting for uh, the third to all the boys before I am dying to. We I'm have to do to Zoom. Can we do a um, Netflix party and watch it together? Or should we first watch it separately and then do it, watch the second time together? But it comes out on the 12th, which is a Friday. We can watch Okay, the 12th, the 12th of February. Yeah, because I thought it was the 12th of February, which is Friday. So okay, we should do Netflix party. Watch together. So, um, what was I going to say? The I bet the the, the people at Pots of America are, like, happy with the Biden one, right? They must be super happy. They're extremely happy, yeah. But for people that, like, don't know podcasts, that's, like, a very Democrat podcast, which I don't mind. Um, But, yeah, no, they're very liberal, but... If you want to consider podcasts, there's a bunch of consider podcasts out there. And in particular, stuff. parts of America people were former Obama and yeah, Obama, Obama admin yep. folks people. Yeah. So they might yeah, exactly. be a little biased because they work for Obama <laughs> and Biden, but but if you like, if you want to listen to good things about their administration, listen to that. If you want to hear the views, you can watch the view. You can listen to the podcast. Just. There's so much media to consume, which is, I think... It's a great thing. I love the fact that there's so much media and you can just pick and choose what you want. And not just in politics. Like, one of... So, in terms of me, I mean, nothing really. I've just been studying a lot, so nothing much. But I'm on, like, slowly making progress on the latest season of The Crown. Like, I watched Bridgestone in, like, one night. Like, I just, you know... I... Really? Sacrifice okay. sleep gotta, for Bridgeton, but the crown, I'm taking my sweet time. I've been on the crown since like November <laughs> of 2020. Um, and I like it. Oh. But the crown is really deep. You kind of have to take it in. And I feel like that's, yeah, it's just one of those shows where like I slowly watch it. So it's been a good season so far. Uh, do you watch the crown? You should no, check I it out. The latest season is. Um, really approaching modern era because it's really i mean all, all of it is obviously modern era because the queens in our modern era but i meant more like closer to like actual where we are in 2020s focused on like charles and diana 
um, in their car trip. So everyone's really pissed and reminded about how, you know, Charles was in love with Camilla and, you know, how that must, must have hurt Camilla, must have hurt Diana. So it was it's just really interesting. Princess Diana was beautiful. Gorgeous. And the one thing about the crown that they do so well is they cast people who look, I mean, not all the time. There are some actresses. Oh, here's the thing. They either, they do, there's two types of people that they cast. People who dead on could have been Diana, like and people who are not that popular, but have all have specific features that look like the, the real actors, right? Or they find people who don't really look like them. Okay as much, but are just spectacular actors that you forget about how, so about, you know, how much they don't resemble. Does that make sense? They're just amazing actors. You get so much into the character. Yes. But the person who's playing Diana, oh my gosh, she has uh, the Diana, she she looks like Diana because, you know, Diana had very, very, um, what term would I use? But she had very distinctive features exactly like her nose is beautiful and very distinctive and the actress has that and she's figured a good way of like you know uh, Mm -hmm. picking up her mannerism and the way she talks and um, even the next actress is going to play her and the next one also has a distinctive nose so it's it's, it's just incredible they're doing an incredible job of casting so it's a good show it's just um, it's not as a beat or as joyful as like a Bridgestone but um it's a vibe. Um, I'm watching also. It's a vibe. Um, it's a whole mood. Um, <laughs> I I also like you know outside of the realm of like politics. Um, I I watch a lot of like my other passion is psychoanalysis, um, mental health, um, psychology. I just love oh. learning about stuff like that, and. Also spiritual spirituality, uh-huh. like I'm really into like astrology and stuff like that. So I'm always watching stuff about like, you know, astrology and stuff like that. But specifically when it comes to psychology, there's one doctor, um, her name is Dr. Ramini, um, and she focuses on personality disorders like narcissism, um, especially narcissism. And she teaches people a lot about understanding narcissistic relationships. Um and how to deal with them. There's another guy called Dr. Grande. He's awesome. You should check him out because he actually did. He talks about narcissism and personality um, disorders. And he also analyzed. He, gotcha. he brings in a lot of political topics. And he's like, it's Trump, narcissistic. You know, stuff like that. So it's actually really interesting. And he does like a whole like analysis. And it's a very like, he's not diagnosing people. Obviously, he can't. <laughs> but he's just, you right, know, right. giving you what, you know, the clinical definition is and putting out some theories and it's like, you know, it's very much possible. Yeah, my passion is uh, mm. crime stuff. I love, love law and That's order. That's so like, cool. With all my Do you heart. watch SVU? Like, you, <laughs> I can explain you watch- to it. It's weird. Like, people like, you can sleep and watch. Do you watch SVU? Like, yeah, I do watch SVU, and I think they handled because uh, they came out right after all the villain parts were happening, and I think they handled um, that pretty well because a lot of cop shows kind of got hit in the true. Cops you know, right now. That is, true. but Mariska has always been like very progressive. You can't cancel her. Mariska Haggerty is. She gets paid a buttload, man. I Isn't she like her. the richest actress, man? She's never gonna leave that show. He's one of just, I, I think it's probably her or uh, the main the Mer- uh, Meredith Grace. Uh, uh, you know what? It's probably Owen, a tie. I think. Yeah, I think they're it. equally they're up there because it's either Mariska because I think for the longest time it was Mariska, but I think yeah, Ellen is probably bidding her a little bit. But in terms of longevity, Mariska has has bank man. Yeah. 20 years, man. Isn't that wild? Would Would you leave a job like that? Is it, I think I would stay. I think if I'm getting paid like that, I would stay. Would you ever get bored? I would definitely yeah. stay. But also, it must be weird to her to be That's the thing. That's what I find so odd. Because so I always hear from actors or every time I've watched like certain like shows, they talk about how they left so many opportunities because 
there's something about actors where they have to change characters. Like they don't want to stay in one character forever because it, it's just too much for them and they want to experience. So it's kind of interesting for her and they don't want to be defined. You always hear that like actors when they do interviews, I don't want to be defined by this one character. Yet she literally has been defined by that one character and she doesn't, she doesn't mind. So yeah, I would love to hear her reasoning about how she doesn't mind just having one role like for most of her life. So, yeah, I think that character also has so many sides to her that you get to see a lot of like Mariska's ha- um, acting chops. Like, I think if she like mm-hmm. got bored of it, she would have left eventually. But like, they do so many different types of storyline, and her character goes through a lot of things personally and pro- uh, professionally and her job. So, where I'm like, I'm sure it's interesting for her to like, you know, have a new storyline every week and. You know, be yeah. like, you know, do something different with the character. We shall end. And on that lovely note, we should, we shall end. So thank you for listening this week. It's yeah. hopefully shorter than last week. See you next. So see you, see you next time Saturday. Right, Are we I'll doing see, a podcast on Saturday? See you next time. Let's shoot for Saturday. All right, bye. Yes, let's shoot for Saturdays.